You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. You guys, guess what? I had a baby. I have the cutest little baby. I just had a baby (laughs) about a week ago. So her name is Indy Rose and she came healthy and we had such a beautiful, wonderful experience. Birth was hard as it always is, (laughs) but it was so good. And she is the best baby. I'm just feeling so grateful. So anyways, had to share that fun news with you. But since I had a baby last week. I picked a topic today that was going to be really easy for me to talk about. I picked a topic that's really lighthearted and one that I just love. I feel like I could just talk, 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 talk about this one. And so I'm really excited to share with you guys all my thoughts today on minimalism. This is a mindfulness practice that I have practiced for about five years now. And I used to be the exact opposite of a minimalist. And then I learned about this practice and it has just been such a blessing in my life that I always want to talk about it. I always want to share and I follow a lot of things to do with minimalism on Instagram and on Pinterest. And so this is just a topic I'm just genuinely super excited to talk about. So those of you who know me know that I like minimalism. I choose to kind of live that type of lifestyle when it comes to stuff in my house. About six years ago, I went through a yoga teacher training and my guru, my teacher, my favorite person ever. If you're listening to this, Paula, I love you. You are an angel. But my angel teacher, Paula, (laughs) taught us about this lifestyle. And it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And it opened my mind up to it. And it was such a blessing. So let me tell you this story. In yoga, one of the niyamas, which is like personal ethics that yogis live by, kind of you could think like 10 commandments for yoga. One of them is called aparigraha. And it translates from Sanskrit to English to mean non-hoarding or non-greediness. And in my training, we were asked to write a paper about each one of the niyamas and each yama. And so when I went in to start writing this, I I was 20 years old and I kind of had like a whoa, like aha, like just like a whoa moment. I I when I teach yoga, I often theme my classes around this niyama because it was like one of those experiences where I just like I resonated so deeply with it. It was something that I needed so much. I needed to understand and I needed to learn that I've grasped onto this one and I just I love this niyama. So she asked us to write this paper and I got writing and I just had this whoa, like this whoa moment of like, holy crap, like stuff kind of controls me. And I'll never forget how my teacher taught this to us. And so I want to share it with you guys. So the first thing she asked us is she, there's five girls in my training and she asked us to think about our makeup bags. And she was like, how much makeup do you have in your makeup bag? And is it just thrown in there or is it taken care of? She was like, is it broken? Do you have old makeup that you never used? Do you have makeup that you've never used before at all? And I kind of just started to freak out when she was telling us. I'm like picturing my makeup bag. I'm like embarrassed kind of because I was like, whoa, like I have like cheerleading makeup from the seventh grade that's like broken in there. And it was like a mess. Like there was like makeup like on the outside, you know, when it gets like dust everywhere in your makeup bag. And it was all just thrown in there. Nothing was taken care of. I had tons of it. I had tons of makeup, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of makeup in my makeup bag, but it was not even taken well care of. And it was a mess. And so I'm like picturing this makeup bag and she asked us, she invited us. She's like, I want you to go home and I want you to 
open up your makeup bag and I want you to touch everything in it. I want you to go through this bag. I want you to decide if it's something you really need or if you could donate it, if it's never been used or if you need to get rid of it or if you're going to keep it, clean it, take care of it, put it away, right? And she's like, only keep what you really love. Only keep what brings you value and then get rid of the rest. So I did this. And this was the start of my journey to minimalism was just this simple little practice of going through my makeup bag. And I think it was so profound that she picked that because I think so many of us have so much excess of stuff like that, like makeup, something of such little value even, you know. And so this one conversation started a ripple effect in my life and I started with my makeup bag and then I moved into my clothes and then my shoes and then I started with like everything I owned and then food and oh and it's changed my life so I want to invite you guys just like my teacher invited me and it was like the catalyst I want to invite you think about your makeup bag or if you are don't do makeup or you're like I don't have anything in my makeup bag think about your your junk drawer think about your sock drawer how many socks do you have? I want you to start, just pick one small space, a really small space and start there. So you guys know this podcast is called Getting Mindful with Megan. And so I want to remind you about the definition of mindful. The definition is of mindfulness or mindful is to be conscious or aware. So the point of this episode is just that I want to spark a little bit more awareness, a little more consciousness of what we're bringing into our life. Since we're working on becoming conscious and mindful throughout this like whole podcast, I thought that this was appropriate. And I kind of love like we've been talking a lot about thoughts. But I really love that this is more like action oriented. Sometimes I love to like jump into the action. So I have noticed that when I talk to people about minimalism, it seems like a lot of times they think things like that's kind of like a sad way to live. Like you're really like that sucks. Like you're restricting so much and you can't have all of that stuff or you choose not to have all that stuff. Like that's kind of sad. Like, don't you want it? That's kind of the thoughts and the things that I've heard. But I found it to be so different than that. You guys, to me, minimalism is just been learning to like make room for the very best things. It's like getting rid of all the excess so you can have the very best and you can actually enjoy the very best. You can enjoy the stuff you have. It's like all that makeup I had, I wasn't enjoying it. It was a mess. It was dirty. Every time I got it out, it wasn't cleaned up. My makeup brushes weren't taken care of. Minimalism is just making room for the very best in your life. And so I think that's why I love it so much. Okay, so what minimalism means is that you remove all the excess from your life so they can bring all the best, high quality, most valuable things in. The things you think about, the things you focus on, the stuff that surrounds you is just always the most important stuff. It's not full of clutter and excess. It's just all the stuff you love the most. And so anyways, I just want to tell you guys, I highly recommend this way of living. I love it. And it is easier to ground and center. I feel like when we are clear and free of clutter. I love the quote that says, become a ruthless editor of what you allow in your life. This is what I practice and has brought me so much peace, space, room, and ability into my life. So I made a list of ways that I practice minimalism and I wanna share them with you. 
I want you guys to just think about your own homes, your own spaces, your own thoughts, your own media, your own food, all of the things that we're going to talk about. And I just want you to think like, where is it that I have excess and maybe just pick one place and start working on it. Okay. So the first place I practice minimalism is in my home and I have three kids now. (laughs) That's weird to say, but I have three kids and our home is like 900 and something square feet, I believe maybe a thousand barely. So we live in a really small space and we've got a good crew living there. And so I've had to get really serious about what I bring into my home and I, and what I allow to stay there because you guys know, like even when you are like a ruthless editor of what you allow to be there, like crap still comes in. It's crazy. So you do have to keep doing it as you go. But let me give you some funny examples of things that I have become like a ruthless editor of. Freaking towels. Okay. This one is so funny, but I've noticed when I talk to people, I've gone to friends' houses and helped them like declutter because I like love organizing and I love decluttering. So I like to help people with it and I like to do it myself. And one place that I notice it is crazy that we have so many freaking towels. Okay. So how many towels do you have? I want you to think about it. This is what I do and how I do it. So I go in the house and I get all the towels. I don't do one bathroom at a time. I do all the house towels. So I'll go in every bathroom, get all the towels, get them off the back of the doors. And I put them in a pile and I go through them. And it is crazy because like people with like four people in their family will have like 30 towels. Me included, I used to, so I get it. But you don't need 30 towels. That's just taking up space. It's taking up energy. You're going to have way more laundry. I mean, it's going to cause so much more excess in your life. I just think it's so funny. I think towels is a funny example because it's like, why the heck do we all have towels? I don't know, but we do. (laughs) So, So check it out. If you have a ton of towels, go through them. And this is what I do. I pick up each towel. I look at it. Is this ripped? Does this have a hole? Is this a towel that I hate? Does everybody who uses it feel like it's scratchy and it sucks? Or do I like this towel? Is this go with what I want it to go with? And I go through my towels. Seriously. So yeah, take a look at how many towels you have in your life. (laughs) At my house, I'll just tell you guys, we have like two towels per person and then I have two guest towels. So I have eight white towels and I love like I bought like nice, fluffy, good (laughs) white towels. And I love having white towels because it just simplifies so much for me. I just throw them all in with a little bit of bleach and I can get them clean no matter what. And they all match and they're really nice quality. And so I'm like a big fan. And then I have got two infant towels like for the baby. And then the other thing I've done is that all my hand towels, all my dish rags are all white. (laughs) And so they all can be thrown in together and it makes it so much easier. They look clean and pretty and they just simplify life. And I know that this is silly, but like these little things make such a big difference in being able to like handle more. Like if you want to like create more in your life, you've got to simplify in places like this. Like another funny thing that we get way too much of blankets. How many blankets does one home need? I would look into it. The other thing, socks. You will never, I hope you will never need like 30 pairs of socks. You won't need it. You just never will need 30 pairs of socks at one time. We try to have like, I tried, I think I have like 
10 pairs or eight pairs. And even then, like, that's probably excess, honestly. But it's just funny, you guys, you'll start, just start questioning it. And everybody's different. Everybody's families are different. Different people use different stuff. So maybe you're like, you're crazy. You only use two towels, you know, and for you, you want more than that. But I would just start questioning, why do I have all of this? Is this something that I really love? Is this bringing value or is it just taking up space? Another thing you can look into in your home is paper like papers, like um, mail, old mail, like clutter, junk papers. There is so many ways to not have to have all those paper. We scan everything, put it on the computer or everything nowadays. Like we do mostly like have it sent to us electronically because just I don't like having that clutter and I live in a tiny house. So anyways, I just highly suggest taking a look at all of this stuff. We have so much junk. Our culture hoards so much stuff and it weighs us down and it makes it harder to concentrate and focus and accomplish the things that are actually important to us. It actually gets in our way. I really believe that. Okay. So I want to tell you something. When you do your house, when you start decluttering your house and you start looking at minimizing in your house, try to avoid going at it room by room. It doesn't really work. Instead, do object by object. So if you're going to do towels, you go get all the towels in the house. If you're going to do coats, you'll go to all the coat closets, the back of the closets, in the in the garage where you keep coats and you're going to put all the coats in a pile and then because you need to see how much you actually have if you go room by room like you'll you'll go let's say you have three bathrooms and you're doing towels you'll have like well I have eight towels in this bathroom eight towels in this bathroom eight towels in this bathroom and you'll realize like excess that's a lot of excess you definitely want to do it by item now here's the thought part all of your attachments to items so if you're going through your stuff and you start to feel like attached like you're like I can't get rid of this but logically you know that it's just taking up space and it's excess and it's doing nothing for you I just want you to start looking at your thoughts you have this thought that this item is going to create a feeling for you you're after a feeling like a lot of times sentimental items they make us feel love for a person and we like that so we're like I can't get rid of that item because that's what's giving making me feel love but it's actually not the item that's creating the feeling of love. It's the thought you have when you see the item. So keep the sentimental item if you want to. Totally up to you. But if you're like, I don't have space for this and I don't want to keep this anymore, take a picture of the item and keep the photo. Or just think about that person and feel the love. You don't need the item to feel the love. Does that make sense? Cool. Let's keep going. So I just really, really want you to question and look into why do I have this? What is this creating for me? Just like all the thought work that we're doing, why am I thinking this thought? What is it creating for me? We're going to do that on a little bit more of a surface level with our actual physical things. Why am I keeping this? What is it creating for me? Is it going to give me the results I want? These are the questions I want you to ask. Okay. Second place that I practice minimalism is in my diet and in the way that I eat. So I find it very comforting to have a very clear idea of what kind of foods that I in my body. I, you guys know, I think I've told you guys on here, but I have kind of adopted a more plant-based lifestyle and I have a protocol. And that means that I have a conscious decision about what foods are available for me for fuel. And 
I know what I put in my body. And if the food doesn't fit into that fuel for me, then I don't eat it unless it's like an exception, like on a holiday or something like that. But for the most part, I just don't eat it, especially I don't buy it and bring it into my home. Like I don't go grocery shopping and like get a bunch of junk because that's not in alignment with what I want to create. And it's excess and excess causes us to be weighed down and physically excess food causes us to weigh more. I am kind of very (laughs) picky about what foods I bring into my house. I mostly bring in fruit, vegetables, whole grains, and nuts and seeds and legumes and beans. And that's mostly it. And then about once a week, we have some meat. And I can't even explain to you guys, like, I started doing this way of eating. And I'm not going to try to tell you how to eat. I have no idea how you should eat. I just know for me, when I fuel my body with whole foods like this, I feel so much lighter. I feel so much clearer, so much, so much more able to focus the same way I feel when I declutter my house, when I declutter my body and cleanse my body and put foods that fuel and are valuable to my body and full of nutrition, I feel the exact same way as when I declutter my house. I feel clear and light and healthy and I'm able to think clear and make good choices. So for me, it's been super important to minimize in what I allow into my body. And that doesn't mean that I eat a boring diet. (laughs) I feel like I'm eating like the best foods ever right now. I'm eating tons of good fruits and vegetables. And I'm not like a minimalist when it comes to food. Like I only buy like this type of vegetable. No, like I go ham on veggies and I go ham on fruit and, and I go ham on all the yummy beans and all the good food that there is. So, but to me, it's just, I'm like I said earlier, like a ruthless editor of what I bring into my fridge and what I bring into my body. The other thing that I do is I go through my refrigerator and my pantry pretty often and I keep a pretty minimalist refrigerator, which means like the everything in there is fresh. It's eatable. It's I try to make it presentable. I like my fridge to be cleaned and put together. And I don't put a lot of stuff like wrapped in tinfoil and stuff like that in there. And I, I don't have a ton of like old condiments. I like go through that stuff pretty often. And when I look in my my pantry and my fridge I like to use glass because I like what glass does it's way better for your body than using plastic containers so I use glass and I have everything pretty dang organized and I like it it feels really good so at any point you could pretty much grab anything on my fridge and eat it and it would be usable and if there's something in there that doesn't look good or fresh I get rid of it And I know that that's hard, especially sometimes for my husband, who's like, please don't waste food. And so I've been working on that, like really making sure that we're like eating the food so that I don't have to throw out food. But I don't let it just sit in there forever in hopes that somebody will eat it. If it's not fresh and it's not good looking, it doesn't look eatable. I get rid of it and I get rid of it quick. So good. So food, that's there's the next one. Maybe take a look at what you're putting into your body. And what you're bringing into your home and what you're putting into your fridge and how you're presenting it. The third place that I try to practice minimalism, but honestly, this one's like a big work in progress. Not the easiest one for me is in my media consumption. I really think that we get overstimulated by excess media and it becomes really heavy on our minds and in our hearts. You know what I think it is? It becomes a lot of choices. We start 
having a lot of choices all the time. Like, should I get on this app or this app? Should I watch this show, this show, this show, this show, this show, this show? If you're like watching like 50 shows at once and it's a lot of thoughts being offered to me 24 seven. I want you to think of it like this when you're on social media and you're scrolling and you're kind of zoned out. You're literally like being offered thoughts. People are telling you their thoughts over and over and over again. And that's a lot of thoughts to sort through. That's a lot of choices to make. Do I want this one or do I not? Is this good for me to be reading? Is this good for my brain or is it not? And so I think minimalism really is just about leaving space, space for the quiet, space for solitude. And if we're on our phones all day, if we're on the computer binge watching Netflix, we just don't get that space. And I think space is where creativity happens. It's where focus can happen. It's where concentration happens. So I think it's super important to get rid of some of that excess. It's fine to have some. I love this quote. It says, it's not that you own nothing. It's that nothing owns you. So take a look at the stuff in your life. Take a look at your media consumption. Are you addicted? Are you using it as a buffer? Can you release it or can you not? If you can't release something, if there's something you cannot let go of, I would really encourage you to look into that because something is owning you. And that's the opposite of what we want. We want freedom. We love freedom. I love freedom. I don't need anything owning me, especially some physical object or some stupid media site, right? So this one has been the hardest for me. I'm going to be honest because when I feel a negative emotion and I'm not being conscious and aware about that negative emotion, I'm not like feeling my feelings and dealing and working through it in a healthy way. I use my phone as a buffer. I go zone out on the scroll when my kids are screaming instead of managing my mind. So for me, limiting consumption, I have to do it. I have to limit it. I have to limit how much I'm consuming. And it's been really helpful when I do that. Another way that I practice minimalism is in my work. I have talked to you guys like I think actually I don't know if I have, but the concept of like constraint, it's very applicable to minimalism because we have to minimize the amount of things that we're going to focus on in a day. I love, oh, I love Brooke Castillo. She talks about like a two hour focus time. And I really try to practice this in my work. If I'm going to sit down and work, I'm going to pick a specific thing that I want to accomplish and I'm going to focus on it for two hours and I'm not going to worry about anything else. And that's going to be my focus. And I think that as we do that, we're able to accomplish so much more because we don't have the excess going on of like, oh, do I need to get this done? Do I need to get this done? Do I get this done? No. When I plan my day, I know exactly what I'm doing for my work and I know what I'm going to accomplish during that two hour focus time. I think it's really important to focus in. And another thing is... I think with all of the uncertainty and the different life that we've all been living throughout this coronavirus stuff is we've kind of been forced a little bit into minimalism when it comes to the amount of stuff we're involved in in our communities and the things that we're doing. And as I've talked to a lot of people and at least for myself, like it's been nice. Like I I know that there's pros and cons, but simplifying a little bit has given us a little more space to think. And for me, it's opened up my heart and my mind to more stuff that I want to focus on. I realized I was filling up my schedule and 
making myself so busy and my kids so busy and my our family was so busy that we weren't able and we weren't focused on the things that we actually cared about. And so taking this little break in the world to simplify, honestly, has brought a lot of blessings into my life. And I think that a lot of us have felt that and we felt like how nice it feels to have some space, you know? So Good. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. So these were just a few of the places I practice minimalism and this is what we're going to do. Throw it out. We're going to, we're going to start getting rid of some stuff. Konmari. We talked about minimizing the thoughts in our mind, decluttering our minds. Now let's do it physically. Let's, let's declutter our homes. Let's declutter our phones. Oh, wait. Really quick, I gotta I gotta roll with one more thing. Another place where you can declutter that feels so good. I did it this morning because I was thinking about this podcast and I'm like, I'm gonna do that right now. And it is already so nice. Go on your phone and go through your text messages and delete all the ones you don't need anymore. There's so many text messages on my phone that I like from a year or two years ago. I did not need those. Go on your emails, clean out your emails, declutter that crap. Go through your phone and declutter your apps. Get rid of this stuff you don't need. Go unfollow the people on social media that are not bringing value in your life. Go unfollow and remove any of the excess that you have through technology. It will feel so good. It will feel so good. Okay, so that's where we're ending today. Minimalism, this is just my experiences. I know everybody has a different point of view and this is just some fun. This is just Megan. This is just me telling you what I love and to each their own and everybody will practice minimalism in their way and that is perfect. Your way is exactly how you're supposed to be doing it. So take a look, become a ruthless editor of what you allow in your life. The thoughts, the time you spend, the things you own, the things you put into your body, the way you live. Let's start living a little more consciously and a little bit with more awareness, a little more mindful. Thank you guys for listening. If you love this, if you love minimalism, will you please share this with your friends? Will you post it on your social media? Will you tell your friends? Will you tag me if you do so that I can see and then I can like give you a virtual hug? Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.